0: Welcome to Ride With Us. Ride With Us. Presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a group of super fans with a mission to appreciate, promote, and preserve roller coasters around the globe. Around the globe. It's time to keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Here's your hosts, Clint Novak and Chris Roberry. Well, hello everybody and happy holidays to you. Welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast. My name is Chris Roberry and we have a special guest sitting in the co-host chair today. That would be the assistant SoCal rep for the Ace region down there. That would be Mr. Derek Perry. Derek, how are you doing today? Hey Chris, I'm doing great. And this is a great opportunity
1: to take a break from wrapping some Christmas presents. So I'm happy to be here with you today.
0: I'm so glad that the Ace Podcast can be your excuse to stop having to do all of that wrapping. It is, of course, the holiday season, so we're going to talk a lot about the events that are happening in and around your area and sort of discuss which ones we really love to go to and why they're so special to us. It's going to be a lot of fun today.
1: I love this time of year, but you know what I love even more? Ace events.
0: And do we have any coming up? I bet we do. Oh, we absolutely do! Let's head into the ACE event rundown. If you're starting to plan your 2022 coaster trips, these regional events are a great way to kick off a year of thrills. You can start by not traveling anywhere and attend No Coaster Con virtually on Saturday, January 15th. You can also come down to Texas and experience ACE South Central's Winterfest. This year at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, on Saturday, January 22nd. On February 5th, it's Hershey Park's turn as they host the annual East Coaster event for Ace Eastern Pennsylvania. The next day, you can make your way over to Mall of America for an informal meetup at Nickelodeon Universe with Ace North Central. Finally, on Saturday, February 12th, you'll be saying Jeepers, it's winter at King's Dominion with Ace Mid-Atlantic. For the most up-to-date listings on events near you, visit aceonline.org. You know, it's crazy to think just a couple of years ago, Derek, there really weren't a whole lot of roller coaster riding events this time of year. It's kind of fun to be able to be out there. Of course, you're a little more bundled up than you would be in the summer, but at least you still get a good coaster ride in, even in the winter.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I was just thinking of that. I grew up in Rhode Island, and we didn't have any Christmas events at all, New England, at any of the parks. So now living in Southern California, I'm lucky to be experiencing them at all the different parks. But then also, it's awesome that parks like Dollywood and Silver Dollar City and all these parks, Holiday in the Park at Six Flags across the country, they're all doing holiday events, which is so exciting.
0: Most definitely. Now, of course, not every region, (laughs) depending on the weather, can pull some of these events off. Like you said, Rhode Island can kind of be a little tricky this time of year. I know Six Flags New England always makes a go for it for Holiday in the Park, which, I mean, kudos to them because that can be, uh, well, hit or miss when it comes to snow coming down. But uh, what are some of your favorite events, Derek?
1: I definitely love the Southern California events. Last year, Six Flags Magic Mountain Holiday in the Park, they did a drive-through version, which is the first time that the public could drive through the park and see all the lights and the entertainers. So that was awesome. But this year, it's nice to get back and see the lights, see the stilt walkers, interact with them, uh, hear all the music, and they've added even more sections. So the new Underground with the West Coast Racers They have awesome holiday decorations over there a huge Christmas tree and so that's I think one of my favorites on the other side of the country I went to Dollywood's Christmas event holiday event for the first time last year and I thought it was so beautiful it seems like every building had lights on and last year they didn't have the parade but they did have an awesome fireworks display in the with the music and the snowfall and everything. It was, it was magical, as you would expect from Dollywood. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have any favorites?
0: Oh my goodness. You know, I've been lucky enough to go to IAPA the past couple of years, obviously not in 2020, but I've had the opportunity to head out to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom. And the parades are awesome, but as a coaster enthusiast, I really love the fact that there are very little lines. (laughs) And so you could knock out the entire Magic Kingdom in about six hours if you're booking it. Now, the way you book it is you just load yourself up on that free hot chocolate and all the snickerdoodle cookies you can eat. And my goodness, let me tell you, that sugar rush, you are running faster than you've ever thought. You have nonstop energy with those. (laughs) I I mean, I didn't crash until, you know, 5 a.m. the next day. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot of stuff done. <laughs> That's a very cool tip. I need to check that out, definitely. So you have any fun stories from some of these events? One time,
1: uh, my brother, my twin brother, Doug, who's also an assistant SoCal ACE rep. That must our- be
0: complicated, by the way. <laughs>
1: I before I became an assistant rep a couple of years before he did, and um, he always said he was the assistant to the assistant rep because he was helping with everything. So now this year, yeah, we made it official. You know, he helps with social media, and we just put on a Castle Park holiday event, so he helped with that. So, you know, it's, it's fun working with your brother and <laughs> getting to do these, these things. And he definitely, um, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't hit all these events around the country, you know, it's awesome to have a riding partner. Um, Well,
0: especially when your riding partner is your twin.
1: (laughs) Right. Sometimes I feel like I'm just dragging him along. Um, But because he's not a morning person, so he doesn't love the morning ERTs. But once he's there, like, he doesn't want to stop. And then by the end of the night, he's like, oh, we're not going to go on it one more time. We've got to go on this coaster one more time. So he's uh, more of a night owl. But yeah, he's awesome. I appreciate him and uh, I'm lucky to have him.
0: Most definitely. And of course I digress because we totally got off topic. So, uh, you were saying you had a fun story (laughs) before I really interrupted.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he has a lot of crazy theme park stories. And he was at Walt Disney World's very merry Christmas party and they're waiting for the parade to start. It was him and our friend Chad. And before going into the park, they decided that they wanted to get dressed up with some holiday gear. So they had these, uh, Turtlenecks with holly on them and bright green and red colors, and then these ugly Christmas vests with gingerbread and elves on them and presents, and oh, and Santa hats. You can't forget the Santa hats. So yeah, I can't forget that. <laughs> so people kept on coming up to them and asking them like where the restroom was or what time the parade was going to start, and then they realized, oh, they think we're cast members, so they <laughs> so they just got into. <laughs> They got into character. So they were just answering the questions and having a ball. And then uh, they said that during the parade, the characters would come up to them and dance and wave extra hard because they're dressed up. So if you go to one of these parties, you got to get dressed up. That's half the fun, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, one of my friends was wearing a very, let's just say, unique hat that was, I think, about a, a foot and a half tall Christmas tree that lit up and blinked and at first you're like oh this this is the worst idea ever until you see the crowds in the magic kingdom and then realize oh no he's like a lighthouse in a beacon even if we lose him you know in the crowd i'm not losing him just look up up there he is right there about five feet away no problem
1: (laughs) that's awesome i
0: love that
1: and uh so we are trying to fit in like all to hit all the holiday spots in southern california before we go home for the holidays Mm -hmm. and we just went to Knott's Merry Farm
0: and I don't know if you've seen the Merry Christmas Snoopy Ice Show there. It's the ice skating show. No, sadly and I haven't and I, I really I'm kicking myself for not being able to yet.
1: I have to say it's one of my favorite theme park shows I think I've ever seen. The combination of the music and the ice skating and it's just really well done and I heard they might be changing it for next year. So I hope they don't. I hope they still keep it but also, another show I love is at Fiesta Six Flags Fiesta Texas, the, um, the big show that they have there, the nativity with all the animals and everything. That I thought was really impressive. You must have seen that.
0: You know, I have, and uh, Jeffrey Siebert and the entire team at Six Flags Fiesta Texas, just that used to be a show park, and it still is. It goes back mm-hmm. to its roots for sure during the holidays. And man, it really is a, a spectacular show and really hammers home just what the holidays are all about. I did get a chance this year to head back to my old home park, which was California's great America. And they do it's Christmas, Charlie Brown. And that's a great retelling of the Charlie Brown Christmas story. And it's really cute. It's a, just a lot of fun, little effects and and interactions with the crowd. Oh, by the way, they're using real ice. And then they also use synthetic ice all around the stage. It's really cool. Quite literally. Ha, that's a nice joke, but I digress. It was really nice to see. And there's this one part of the show. And of course, everyone knows it. when Linus gets up and, and talks about the, you know, the true meaning of Christmas and it's, you can hear a pin drop. It's oh, yeah. so special. It, it's really encapsulates the whole Winterfest concept for me. And yeah, the coasters are a lot of fun, but right around this time of year, it's all about the classic shows. And that includes the live shows that you get an opportunity to see as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, unlike anything else, like walking into these parks and seeing all the lights on the trees and it is it up a notch every year. It just gets better and better and better. And I also love some of the light parks, the walkthrough parks that are popping up here and there. And they, some of them have carnivals attached to them. So you can find maybe a kiddie coaster credit, which also I get excited about. (laughs) That seems like a modern a more recent trend that I've been trying to scope out the holiday parks with the lights and just the, uh, you know, the pop-ups for the holiday season and then the carnivals attached. So I've been on the lookout for those.
0: And I know as our fellow ACE members are listening that there's, you're not alone when it comes to probably hunting out a couple new credits. And Oh, by the way, it happens to be in a beautiful location with a bunch of pretty Christmas lights. (laughs) That's just an added bonus.
1: (laughs) Definitely. I was in, The Houston area, Big Rivers, I was hoping that they would have their new uh, SBF visa roller coaster that they moved from IAPA, and that'll be the new addition. So I was hoping that they would have the uh, new setup with their Christmas lights, but um, hopefully soon they'll be able to open that up.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I look forward to hearing everyone else's holiday adventures as they find their way to parks around the country.
1: Chris, I heard that you had an opportunity to sit down with someone who is pretty famous and also loves coasters. Is
0: this true? That's right. We had an opportunity to sit down with Anthony Schwartz, who is a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. For those of you who may not be into sportball, Anthony is a huge park and ride fan growing up in that area. And we got to find out how he became such a big park fan and maybe what his favorite coaster might be and... How he's trying to bring that love and enthusiasm for parks to his fellow football players check it out well everybody i am just beyond excited to be able to talk with a true celebrity today and that is mr anthony schwartz the wide receiver for the cleveland browns anthony how you doing
2: i'm doing great
0: how are you doing I mean, it's pretty awesome. Never spoken with an NFL player before, especially one who's really into coasters. So it's kind of a a small niche to say the least. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where did you go to school? How did you get into, you know, becoming such an incredible football player? And then what sparked your interest in roller coasters? So I grew up down in uh, South Florida, went to college in Auburn, but
2: born and raised in South Florida, played every sport, there is to play as a kid and kind of just fell in love with football and just that was really like the thing i used to get out there and then in terms of like rides and stuff like i just always i grew up going to of course living in florida i always grew up going to get the disney or universal and for some reason i was just always obsessed with big roller coasters and i would be in my room taking my mom's laptop and just watching povs of like every ride there is and I've I like, always had like a bucket list of roller coasters and it's always been my dream to just go around, travel and travel different theme parks and ride all the rides.
0: So, okay, that brings up the inevitable question is when you're doing your thing, when you're out going to another city to play a game, is there any time after you've left to go hit on some of those rides that are in the area or is it one of those things where no, it's just game mode, nothing else until the end of the season?
2: Sadly, it's pretty much the second. It's just game mode. We already get there kind of later in the day. So there's not even enough time to where I can go around and do something or go on a ride. But if, definitely if I had a time after a game, like if we had an early game and we stayed the night, I would definitely try and go somewhere, go to a park. But uh, sadly, we can't just because how tight it is. But it just, it's sometimes it's hard. Like, Going like we played Minnesota, we're staying right next to Mall of America and I can't even go into the mall and ride any of those rides. But yeah, I wish we could, but sadly we can't.
0: I hate to break it to you, but they've got a pretty decent collection of, of items in there too. So it, it breaks my heart that you're so close and yet so far away. Yeah, especially <laughs> the places that are kind of harder to get to as well. Most definitely. So you talked about a bucket list. Uh, what's on your bucket list right now and what have you been able to cross off your bucket list so far so what's on it
2: right now is um uh, like mainly rides at uh, magic mountain so like x2 tatsu and then um i have um king to call on that just because it's the tallest coaster in the world and then surprisingly i have like um disneyland paris i've always for some reason i've been in love with space mountain mission 2. i don't think it's called that anymore, but always been in love with that ride. And that's, those are the three that come, well, those are the few that come right
0: to my mind when I think of coasts I've always wanted to go on. Well, good news is when you go play the Rams, Magic Mountain is so far away from downtown Los Angeles. Don't even worry about it because you ain't even going to get out there with like two hours minimum one way without traffic. And of course, you know, LA, there's always traffic. So don't worry about that. That's definitely a good off-season park for sure. What about uh, those rides though, like really captivate you? Like I, I can imagine X two is probably just because it's so unique. Uh, what do you think about though with that Disneyland Paris? Like, why does Space Mountain stick out so much?
2: I don't know. I guess because I've always loved Space Mountain back in Magic Kingdom, and just like seeing a Space Mountain that's pretty much like a true roller coaster, launch inversions, just and it's complete darkness. There's no like lights on POV's of that ride, so just the mystery of it. And that's just always kind of like captivated me about that ride. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just really that. I just always, I've always loved it. Fair
0: enough, certainly. What makes a great ride for you? Like when you're looking at a ride, what do you look at and say, oh, that's really awesome. That's really cool. What makes that a great ride for you personally?
2: For me, I would say it depends on two things. One, if the ride has a launch or not, then it has to have a really fast and aggressive launch. And I just love having like little pops of airtime during the ride because I know launch coasters aren't really going to have the big drops or the big little, the big things that like a theory or something would have. So in terms of like a launch ride I need to launch really fast and I want to have some, just some airtime, some little pops. And then for like normal, like chain lift roller coasters, the drop is, has to be steep, has to be big for me just because... I don't know what to explain it, that like floating feeling you have um, during that drop where you're just, and it feels like it's going forever. That's my favorite. I really love um, ejector moments more. So like, that's why Steel Vengeance is my favorite because not only is the drop huge and it feels long,
0: it throws you out your seat damn near the whole ride. (laughs) Uh, That it does. And that is why it has such a long line all the time. Yeah. And I have some great news for you. When you get a chance to head out to Florida in Orlando and you check out Islands of Adventure, VelociCoaster not only has those two powerful launches, but also has just airtime after airtime after airtime. It, it may end up becoming your favorite. It certainly came close to becoming my favorite uh, just in the two rides that I got on it. So it's, it's something special.
2: I was able to get on it in the summer during our little break-in. It's, it's my number two. Awesome. So what's
0: your number one? Is it uh, Woody Steal Vengeance then, right? Yeah, Steel Vengeance is my number one. How about the Woodies? Are you a fan of the wooden coasters at all? I used to be,
2: but now that I'm getting older, kind of the shakingness kind of gets to me a little bit now. It's not bad, but I feel it way more than I used to feel when I was like 12, 13, when I would just ride wooden roller coasters all day. But uh, yeah, I still love them, like especially um, at Kings Island, uh, Mystic Timbers. Really, I was so surprised at how smooth it was, and I felt like just felt like you're running through the forest on like a mad car chase. Really, just going everywhere.
0: And folks listening, you can tell the man loves rides when he's talking about Mystic Timbers and some of these smaller rides out there. Like you can tell that the passion's coming across, man. You really, you're not this. You really love coasters, man. It's it's so cool to see. Yeah, I just love them. (laughs) So how do you balance? Your career as a professional athlete, with your passion for wanting to travel and experience these attractions,
2: it's easier during the season because, of course, you're in season, so you're focused on one goal and that's to play football, win games, and hopefully win a Super Bowl. But during the off season, that's when it gets kind of tough because that first month, you kind of the kind of first few weeks you have off, that's when you kind of have to get all your travel really out because that's really giving your body time to rest. And also like you're trying to want to do everything you can because a month later you're back into training on your own trying to get better at your craft and that was kind of the hardest thing about this past offseason, season having the first time like i'm kind of free from school but i still have to train get better and it's pretty much i would take some weekends off to like go back to Busch gardens go to universal just be able to check it out but really you kind of take that first month and then a, then like a little bit in the summer is there's time to really travel like you want to. And then, of course, when you become like the superstars in the league, that's when you can kind of take a little bit more time off just because you still have to work hard, but you don't have to, you're like kind of made it already. So you don't have to, you don't have that pressure to where if I don't do good this year, I might not be in the job anymore.
0: As a professional athlete, can you eat
2: theme park food? I'm trying to I'm getting better at it now especially like if I go to Disney or Universal I I can eat better there because they have more options but like I'm going to like say Cedar Point a Six Flags Park it's kind of just I'll try not I'll only eat one time won't try to won't eat anything bad and just get the little um, refillable mugs and just get
0: water on water on water. Definitely a good choice especially considering how hot it can get out there at some of these Six Flags and Cedar Fair parks especially in the uh in the summer in the Midwest. What do you think about the new attractions coming to Orlando, uh, specifically like the Disney attractions, like the Disney coasters, are you excited for them? Uh, are you kind of just, eh, what do you think?
2: I'm excited for the man because it brings more thrills to Disney, which I think is what they're starting to shift a little bit more towards. They're the best of the best when it comes to family and everything.
0: Yeah, I, it seems like there might be, I don't know, not as much love out there for some of the Disney rides when they're really quite immersive experiences. I mean, you grew up at Disney, so I imagine you might have a, a bit more of a bias uh, towards them in some cases. Of course, you love your thrill rides, but at the same time, I, they still do an incredible job of you know, putting people through that line, don't you think?
2: Yeah, especially, I feel like at Disney, if the line's an hour, I'm like, yeah, OK, it's probably like going to take me not even 20, 30 minutes because it's just how quickly you go through. And even if it's actually now where like you have there's so much in the line, and you're moving so much that it's like doesn't even seem that way. Whereas you go to like a Six Flags or a Cedar Fair Park, even though I love the parks, but it's just like it's like a 30 minute wait for a ride. And you're just like going through switchbacks outside and it's just not as I know no one likes the waiting lines, but I feel like Disney lines are just way just better to wait in because just the
0: immersion there. They find a way to distract you from the fact that you're not moving very far and yet you feel like you've moved kind of far. yeah, what do your teammates think about this whole roller coaster thing?
2: They call me crazy most of the time. <laughs> I have some teammates that are that like they like riding of course not as much as me, but like they're like, damn like you know like the who made the ride where year the ride came out uh like all the little details you like talking about all the lingo and they just like look at me crazy sometimes.
0: so speaking of you know manufacturers etc who's your number one manufacturer right now and what do you what ride are you most looking forward to in 2022
2: it's out out of the big three or the the, i guess is rmc considered a big three manufacturer now
0: i don't know i guess you could consider they are sure i mean it's your podcast man it's your interview so you can do whatever you want yeah so
2: I, originally, I was a B&M lover because I love, I love the inverts. So I've always loved like Montu, the Batman rides, and then more recently Raptor and um, uh, Banshee, and then Intamin with Maverick, Top Thrill, and now Velocicoaster just blows it out the park. But I've only been on two RMCs in my life, so I can't really say yet. To put RMCs my favorite,
0: so I think I have to go Intamin for now. And certainly appreciate the candor that. After only two rides, you're not quite ready yet to say if RMC is is the best or where they lie. That's actually really very honest and very forthcoming. So thank you. I appreciate that. If there's one ride, because I don't know how big a history buff you are on, on rides, but if there was one ride either from your childhood or that from history that you wish could come back, that you could resurrect, what ride would that be?
2: I would say I have two one is Volcano the Blast because I've seen it. I didn't know about it until it was too late. And that ride just looked crazy. But yeah. I don't care how rough it was, I think Son of Beast would be the one I'd have to bring back.
0: Ooh, a dark horse candidate there from Son of Beast. Uh, what about it would make you want to bring it back?
2: I just think a 200 foot wooden hyper coaster and just all the stats that I've seen it the first I think it was the first wooden coaster with the loop and even though everyone said it was rough it's just that's the type of ride that's like they, there's, a, there's probably there's probably a reason why they haven't there hasn't been a ride similar to that today but just even for today's standard that's an insane ride to even think of not feel like if it was
0: if it was made by a current developer now it'd be amazing. I know there's certainly been a lot of conjecture out there about, well, what if RMC had a chance to go after Son of Beast? What would that look like? And I think pretty much the answer and consensus has been bonkers, but in bonkers in like the best way possible. I think you're definitely in a very good camp there, that's for sure. Well, Anthony, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming out on the podcast with us, chatting with us, talking about coasters, talking about the NFL. If someone's interested in finding out more about you, where can they find you online?
2: Well, they can find me on my Twitter is at the real flash, but the L in the flash is a one. and then my instagram is Anthony underscore flash 10. and then I um, also have a youtube channel. It's just my name so that's all you have to search. and I have a, a couple of um, uh, theme park blogs there have a Cedar Point King's Island vlog, Bush Gardens vlog and a universal blog there. So that's where that's where the resources I'm on that you can um, come check me out and come see the nerd in
0: me. <laughs> so another major theme park fan out there, I don't know if you've heard of him, is Pittsburgh Dad, who tends to have some pretty, well, let's just say not so nice things to say about the brands. So I was wondering, is there a way to maybe forge a peace with the Yinzers and the folks from Cleveland? over coasters? Is there a possibility of that somehow? Only
2: if they're able to change um, the name of Steel Curtain. No, just kidding.
0: There's over over coasters there. There's a piece. There's a piece there. Oh, well done, my friend. Well done. (laughs) Well, Anthony, thank you again so much for hanging out with us. Go find him on social media. Check him out and watch him on Sunday and root for him because he's a coaster nerd just like the rest of us. Anthony, thank you again so much. Thank you. You know, it's so cool, Derek, to hear Anthony talk. And you can hear that passion for parks and rides. And it's so cool that he's been able to, you know, follow that dream of becoming a professional football player and also get to check out all the cool rides that he can. It's really, really special.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And it was so cool to hear all about that. So very exciting.
0: So we're getting ready to wrap up here, Derek. And can't thank you enough for uh, sitting in for us this week. What are you hoping to find under your Christmas coaster tree? I would love Santa to bring a coaster like
1: Defiance or Palindrome to all the small amusement parks across the country. That would make
0: me so happy. And I could travel to all these parks and
1: ride these awesome rides.
0: Uh, but if. Well, let me tell you the, the marketing department at Ride Entertainment in Gerslauer. Uh, definitely approves of that message <laughs> so they're working on it on the north at the north pole as we speak hopefully um the elves are hard at work in munsterhaus in germany uh getting that track as quickly as possible <laughs> those rides look so awesome and uh
1: something under my christmas tree that i would love to see santa always brings uh amusement park t-shirts of some kind um we used to get like ACE shirts, like back in the day. Um, and now we've gotten like Rocky Point amusement park shirts. It was the amusement park that we used to go to growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one year we got those, I had a, last year I got a ACE shirt with Santa riding uh, this track with the reindeer, doing a loop. So I actually, you know, have to wear that to a Christmas events at parks. Um, so yeah, I love the roller coaster shirts that are usually under the Christmas tree. What are you looking forward to, hopefully, under your tree?
0: Well, boy, it's kind of funny how, you know, you and I both would love to see more Gerstlauer coasters show up anywhere in the United States. <laughs> that is that is such a shameless plug, and I don't apologize for it. But, no, in uh, in reality, you know what I really want for, for all my parks? You know, my parks, like I actually own any of them. What I would love for all the parks in the United States and around the world at this point is a normal season, you know, to have another record attendance season to make up for the past year, year and a half. So just kind of weirdness, I would love to be able to see those record numbers and, you know, supporting your mom and pop parks. I would love to be able to see that across the board. That would be my dream, Santa. If you could find a way to manufacture more people, I don't know, what was that shortcut in rollercoaster tycoon? It was control something, (laughs) but yeah, Santa, if you can find a way to do that in real life, man, that would be awesome. And then as for what I'd hope to be under my tree, oh, that's a really tough one. Nothing beats seeing that little gift card shaped box and then opening it up to find a season pass.
1: Oh, that's a very good one. You should have to buy those gifts for myself, but I would (laughs) love if someone else bought those gifts for me.
0: (laughs) So Santa, if you're listening, you know, Cedar Fair, Six Flags, uh, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, uh, those those would be just perfect. (laughs) One size fits all most definitely. And you never have to worry about returning it because it's too small.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, Derek, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Ace Ride With Us podcast this month. I hope you had a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I had a super fun time. Thank you very much for having me. I always love listening to your podcast.
0: Oh, you guys are too kind. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you out at a park sometime soon. Until next month, everyone. Bye-bye.